Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Church podcast. Visit us online at lifepointcentral.com. Well, let's say this together. I declare I am experiencing supernatural joy in 2023. I am prioritizing His presence, His promises and his people, and joy is manifesting in my mind, in my heart, in my eyes, my ears, my mouth, my hands, and my feet. I'm anointed with the grace of his joy, and it's producing hope, healing, strength, and victory in me. I will take on every challenge with an attitude of joy, and I will overcome every situation that tries to overwhelm me. I am so full of a joyful expectation about what God is up to that nothing can stop it from happening. Well, amen. Hey, appreciate you guys being with us tonight, and, and we have had, um, you know, our, our theme this year is a joyful 23, and we have um, spent the last, what, three Wednesday nights in a row, um, so I appreciate you guys being out on another Wednesday night, and um, having our Wednesday nights been amazing. Um, I was, uh, had a, a friend... Um, who's a pastor, and he came in, I spent yesterday with him just helping him with some stuff with his church, and I said, man, our Wednesdays have been like old-time, charismatic, uh, which is fun, right? And so as we're transitioning out of that into our first Wednesday, I want you to keep the same enthusiasm and expectation and, and um, 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 faith that you've had over the last couple of weeks, so we appreciate you being here again, and so um, we just felt like this First Wednesday was going to be um, designated a night of healing. Okay, there we go. Just, just, just wanted to know that you know you um, huh, are in the right place tonight. So yeah, we're we're designating this a night of healing, and so I'm going to, uh, you know, the Bible says in Psalms, He said, "I sent my word and I healed." Amen. So say, so what, what do we do for a night of healing? We're going to look at the word for a few moments, and then we're going we're gonna to lay hands on the sick and, and see healing happen in their bodies, healing deposited into them. And, and then um, since we're close to the Super Bowl, we're having Super Bowl soup in the foyer. So let's do something real important. How many think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl? How many think the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl? How many have ever heard of the Super Bowl? <laughs> anyway, well, Pastor Diane wants me to tell you again that she is um, praying for you tonight and uh, believing, and she, um, she's doing better. She's hoping to come Sunday. So um, if you didn't know, she had a ruptured appendix, and so she's been out of commission. And uh, when I left, she was standing there going, oh, where to go? So anyway, she's hoping to come to come with us uh, on, on, on Sunday. Um, what I want you to do tonight is sort of shelf 
the narrative um, that you have sometimes about healing. Um, what's it like? Can it really happen? Why am I dealing with this sickness? Um, why is this attacking me? Why am I going through this? Um, what do I need to do? What do I need to just shelf that narrative and just hear the word tonight? Just look at someone and say, shelf it. And I believe um, you can have healing power deposited into your heart tonight, um, your mind tonight, your body tonight. Amen. Amen. And, um, and God is good. So believe it or not, I don't have three points tonight. I got three questions <laughs> that I will answer. I'll answer two. You have to answer the third one. Ready to go. Question number one, is your healing his will? Is your healing his will? That's a good question. Because I believe for healing to continue to fully manifest in you, you, you got to come to grips with the answer to this question. Because there are a lot of people in churches that debate this question. Um, I don't think you debate the word of God. You believe it. And there's a lot of churches and people that will debate that question. Sometimes they debate it because they don't know. Sometimes they debate it because things they've seen or experienced. And, and so it's easy to sit here and when I say that, to be like, amen, yeah. But why don't we just find out um, what Jesus said? Luke chapter 5. Because we have to start with this question tonight. Luke chapter 5, two verses. And it says this, one day while Jesus was in a certain city... So it doesn't matter what city, right? He was just in a certain city. Um, he came upon a man covered with leprous sores. Leprosy was the cancer of the day. Um, there was no cure. There was um, no hope for this person. This was the disease of the day. This was, this was um, an awful disease. But Jesus came upon a man covered with, with leprous sores when the man recognized Jesus, he fell on his face at the feet of Jesus, and he begged to be healed because he's in a desperate situation. He's got an awful condition. He's got a bad prognosis, and he's begging Jesus to be healed, and he asks this question. He says, if, if everyone say if, if you were willing, you could completely heal me. If you were willing, you could completely heal me. He has a question. Uh, Jesus, are you, are you willing? So he's got this if question. Um, but look what Jesus, he answered the question I asked you tonight. It says, Jesus reached out and Jesus touched him. And Jesus said, of course, I am willing to heal you. Now be healed. And instantly... The sores were healed, and his skin became smooth. Let me just say this to you. There are a lot of things that happen that aren't the will of God, but healing is the will of God. 
That's a little short story out of the Gospels, and it's the answer to that question. And there are more like that in Scripture, but it's the will of God. There's a lot of stuff that isn't the will of God. Sickness is not the will of God. Disease is not the will of God. Amen. Depression is not the will of God. Discouragement is not the will of God. Those things are not the will of God. Fear is not the will of God. But healing is the will of God. I love the word because the word, the word is Jesus and the cross, the cross is our cure. Sickness, disease, separation, poverty, Jesus is the cure. Amen. The word's the cure. And so Jesus answered the question, and the, the answer to that question, no matter what you faced and no matter what you have seen in your life, the answer to that question is yes, healing is the will of God. Amen. It's the, heal, it's the will of God. Um, you, you, you need to come to grips with that, grab a hold of that, say that, speak that, believe that, and you got to keep, you got to keep, keep that in your heart and you got to keep that stirred up, but healing is the will of God. Amen. That was question number one. That was an easy answer. Why, why I said earlier to you is we got to watch that we don't debate that question because sometimes we've experienced people who've suffered. Sometimes we've gone through some things. Sometimes we have faced some um, things we, we couldn't understand. Maybe some things went in a direction that you weren't wanting, but we can't let an experience dictate what we believe. We have to let the word of God dictate what we believe. Um, so it's the will of God. Let's say it out loud. I believe healing is the will of God. Question number two, is he able to heal you? Is his will, is your healing his will, and his, is he able to heal you? Well, I, I'm going to read some scriptures, and I know you know the scriptures that I'm going to read, but you say, what, what would we do in a night where we're going to pray for people and heal? We're going to get the word out there. We're going to get the word out there to stir up your faith. Okay? So you just let yourself be stirred. Everybody just do this. Just, just let yourself be stirred. Okay. Is he able to heal you? Let's go to Isaiah chapter 53, a few verses. And the Bible says this, surely, everybody say surely. That's an affirmative statement. Surely he took up your pain and he bore your suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God. We considered him stricken by God and afflicted. But he was actually pierced for your transgression, crushed for your iniquity. Anyone glad about that? Y'all got some iniquity. Y'all got some transgression. Don't look around like you're too righteous. <laughs> some people are like, no, I know, I know. <laughs> the punishment that brought us peace was on him. How many know that's good stuff? But look at the end of that verse, and. Y'all remember back in the day, conjunction, junction, what's your fault? You know, and. Not just. Not just did he endure the cross for your sin and your peace, but look what it says. And by his wounds, 
were healed. By his wounds were healed. Now, this is Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, and he is, he is with God's vision and God's eyesight. He is looking into the future, and he is foretelling what is going to happen on the cross. He is looking into the future, and he is, he is witnessing the provision for healing. Y'all got that? Because he was before Jesus, right, in the, in the timeline. So he is looking, he is prophesying, he's predicting this scripture's fulfillment. So go with me to Matthew. This is chapter 8, verse 16 and 17. When the evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him, and he drove out all the spirits with just a word, and he healed most of the sick. Oh, sorry. He healed all of the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah, that he took up infirmities and he bore the diseases. So now we're in the Gospels and Matthew is witnessing the healing power of Jesus. Isaiah predicted it. Now Matthew is witnessing it happening. He's witnessing um, the healing ability of Jesus. Now go with me to 1 Peter. And it says this, he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. And, and look, look again, and by his wounds, we've been healed. Now, Peter is looking back on what happened with Jesus. Isaiah foretold it. Matthew witnessed it happening uh, with the disciples. Now, Peter is looking back and he, he is saying, by his wounds, we've been healed. He's remembering the work. So it was prophesied, it was witnessed, and it was remembered. But what, what is it all about? The wounds of Jesus. Everybody say wounds. Um, original texts use a word um, along with his wounds on the cross, a word scourged. Everyone try that word, scourged. And so scourged, to, to just lay this out to you, Jesus was stripped of his clothing, forced on his knees, um, they would take a pole about two feet high. He would be bound to that pole. And on both sides of him, on either side, were professional torturers. And so he's in a very vulnerable position. And these professional torturers would have a wooden paddle that was about two feet long. Off of that paddle would be these, these strips of metal, um, glass, barbed wire, um, really a violent tool. And they would alternate turns in whipping Jesus. Remember, he's in a very vulnerable position. And the straps on those paddles would grab a hold of the torso, the chest, the head, the backs, the buttocks, the back of the legs of the body of Jesus. And every time that they would strike him with those uh, paddles and whips, it would grab flesh and muscle, and tendon, and it's graphic, but it was ripped. So much so that the skeleton, the spine would be exposed. And these, this was their occupation. This was done in front of people. This was witnessed by many. And he went through uh, this beating, and they would give him 39 lashes, their custom and their belief was you could not give them lash number 40 because 40 would be the lash of death. 
So they wanted to bring him just to the brink of death and then continue his suffering up on a cross. So they would, they would, they would stop at those 39 lashes and scientists say that there are 39 root causes of disease. So whatever your affliction or disease is, there was a lash. There was a scourging for that. And we seem to understand that Jesus was put on a cross, and we seem to, we seem to fully grasp that your sin and my sin and our sins were placed on his shoulders, and he suffered the wrath of our sin on him. And we, we embrace that, we understand that, we're grateful for that, but to the same extent that, that we understand my sin was on him, we have to also understand our sickness was on him. Every lash he took was for your healing. Uh, not just for your, not just for your forgiveness, but, but for your healing. This is why scripture says that he bore your Sin and he carried the burden of your sickness and your disease in his body. So, yes, it's the will of God to be healed. And yes, he's able to heal. That's the scriptures we just read. Well, how's he able to heal? Because um, he bore it, he was scourged for it. He demonstrated it on the cross. Isaiah predicted it. The disciples were there. They saw it live. Peter reflected back on the Isaiah. So yes, your healing happened on the cross. Just like your forgiveness happened on the cross. Amen. Amen. So here is, here's my next question. Are you willing and are you able to receive healing from him? Are you willing and are you able to receive healing from him? I, I was, I mentioned I was with a friend of mine that was a pastor yesterday and we got in this conversation and, and I, I said this, uh, I said this in some of our equip classes and I said this on a Sunday and I, I saw people's minds going <laughs> But I'm, I'm going to say it to you again because it's the truth. A lot of people will say things to you like, you've got to forgive yourself. How many have ever heard that? And that, that comes with good intentions. But, but let me correct that. Um, what it means is you, you've got to let some things go. But um, that's not correct theology, that you forgive yourself. Because you, that's what you need a Savior for. Is for forgiveness. You need a savior to forgive you. So it's not an issue of you forgiving yourself. It's an issue of the savior being a forgiver in your life. It's beyond you. It's outside of you. That's why if you could have done it, you would have, you would have done it. And just as much as we look to him for forgiveness, you need a healer. And Jesus happens to be your forgiver and your healer. 
Uh, yeah, you can do some things naturally to help yourself, but you look to him to be your healer, just like you look to him to be your savior, just like you look to him to be your deliverer. That's why you need a savior. You couldn't save you. You can't heal you. You need a savior. You need a healer. You need a deliverer. You need someone who'll set you free. And that's the difference. It's okay to be codependent on Jesus. It's okay to be codependent on the word. It, it, it's actually accurate, and, and he loves it when you depend on him for forgiveness, and he loves it when you depend on him for your deliverance. He loves it when grace works in your life. He loves it when you depend on him for peace and joy, because if you could have done it, uh, if the pill could have done it, if a person could have done it, you don't need a savior, but last time I checked, we all need him. So as much as you need a deliverer, you need a savior. Someone say amen. amen. All right, let, let's get to this story, and then we're going to pray for some people. Here we go. Mark chapter 5. Is your faith getting stirred? Okay, Mark chapter 5, this is a really good story. It's a familiar story. Just because you heard it before, don't disconnect, lock in. Here we go. Now, in the crowd that day was a woman who suffered horribly from continual bleeding for 12 years. How many know that's not fun? She had endured a great deal under the care of various doctors, yet in spite of spending everything she had on um, treatment, she got worse instead of better. Have you ever felt like, like, like you've been there? Things got worse instead of better. Um, when she heard, everyone say heard, about Jesus' healing power, she pushed through the crowd. That's what we're talking about tonight. Hearing about the healing power of Jesus, someone needs to push through this crowd tonight. Yes. Look what it says. She pushed through the crowd. She came up from behind him, and she touched his prayer shawl. For she kept saying to herself, if I could just touch even the clothes, I know I'm going to get healed. As soon as her hand touched him, the bleeding stopped. She knew it, for she could feel her body being healed of her disease. Jesus knew it once someone touched him. For he felt the power that always surged around him pass through him for someone to be healed. There's always healing power surging around Jesus, but it exited him. It just needed a connecting spot. Amen. Amen. And, and, and um, what, where am I at? What verse? I lost my place. Jesus knew at once someone touched him, for he felt the power that always surged around him pass through him for someone to be healed. He turned and he said to the crowd, who touched my clothes? And his disciples, full of faith, a bunch of preachers, right? They said, what do you mean who touched you? Look at this huge crowd. They're all pressing against you. But Jesus' eyes swept across the crowd looking for the one who touched him for healing. You know, Jesus could be sweeping the room tonight looking. And his, land, his eyes are going to focus in on whoever is locked in on, on their blessing tonight. When the woman who experienced this miracle, realized what had happened to her. She came before him, trembling with fear, and threw herself down at his feet and said, I was the one who touched you. And she told him her story of what just happened. And Jesus said to her, how dare you? No, Jesus said, daughter, because you dared to what? Believe. Your faith healed you. Go with peace in your heart and be freed from your suffering. Listen to this. Her condition made her desperate, but her determination or her faith made her determined. 
Her condition might have made her desperate, but her, her, her faith made her determined to what? To grab a hold of what God had promised or provided for her. Now, listen to this. I'm going to just throw some things out to you. You grab these things. Here we go. Aren't you glad you come to a church they teach about healing, right? And faith. Here we go. Uh, listen to this. I want you to get this. Um, uh, uh, just, just put your faith on this. When you're dealing with sickness, do everything you need to do in a spirit of faith. Listen, listen, I'm going to say it again. I know some of you are right. When you're dealing with sickness, and sickness, physical, you know, it could be emotional, mental, whatever it might be. When you're dealing with sickness, do everything that you can do or need to do in a spirit of faith. In a spirit of faith. In a spirit of faith. She had an issue for 12 years. I mean, that's a long time. She was anemic because she lost blood for 12 years. She was weak because she was losing blood. If you've ever lost blood, you know what that week, she had this going on for 12 years. She was weak. She was anemic. Um, we just read in the scripture that, that she honestly went to all the doctors and all the specialists. She did everything that she could do. And here, here's something too. She wasn't allowed in the temple because she had a bleeding condition. She was considered unclean. So her condition put her on the outside. And, and, and it just seemed like it, the Bible says it got worse. So she saw the doctors. She did everything naturally and there's nothing wrong with a doctor. There's nothing wrong with seeing the doctor. There's nothing wrong. But it, whatever you do with a doctor, do it in a spirit of faith. If he is your savior, he's for you. He'll work with doctors. He'll work with whatever. But whatever you do for healing, do it in a spirit of what? Faith. If I get this, you know, we were just in a hospital with my wife for almost a week. And... And I said this to her, I said, we're going to speak the right things because you, you're going to a doctor for a reason. He's a specialist. So I said, whether we like him or not, whether he's the best doctor or not, because they're different. Some of them come in and they're, they have good bedside manners. Some of them are rough. You know how that is. But, but we can't speak against the doctor and expect his help in healing to work supernaturally as well. Because we're condemning and we're criticizing and we're wanting help from heaven and we're wanting help from a physician. You gotta be saying the right things in the spirit of faith, no matter which doctor. The doctor, doctor is just, because uh, um, God's healing power is gonna work supernaturally and naturally. Are y'all hearing what I just said? I'm telling you, we get very critical of that. We complained about the hospital. We complained about the, We got to watch what we're doing because we're, we're, we're believing for healing and speaking out the other side of our mouth. And the Bible says, don't do that. Yeah, you, we had, most of the nurses were good. And, and so we, we had to keep a spirit of faith. I, I told you this. The two nurses came to us and said, we all love coming in your room. First of all, there were flowers everywhere. Um, you know, we got some worship playing. We just, they said, there's a different atmosphere in this room. Well, why? Because there was faith in the room. 
We said, because we were special people. No, because I'm sitting there and God says, you're preaching on joy. So I said, you know what, Diane? We're not going to lose our joy. I said, we're just going to ha, ha, ha this. We're going to stay in faith with it. That's what was in the room. I'm not saying that's always easy when you're under the gun. I'm just saying, do it all in a spirit of faith. If it's seeing the doctor, if it's believing, if it's talking to them, do it in a spirit of faith. Because I believe everything that happened with this woman was a progression of her miracle. Did you hear that? She did everything she knew to do, but listen to what put her over the top, over the edge, into the blessing. The Bible said that she heard, she heard that Jesus was, was there. In other words, she heard another report. She saw a different x-ray. She saw a different diagnosis. She heard it. And so you can hear the reports. You can look at the diagnosis. But you also got to hear his report. If you're looking at an x-ray, if you're looking at a, 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 a treatment, you got to keep hearing another report. Thank God there's another report. You say, what report? The report that Isaiah prophesied, the report that the disciples witnessed, the report that, that Peter remembered. You got to keep hearing another report. Actually, I would say this to you. Healing is one of those things you got to keep hearing about. Because if not, you'll drift from it and you'll get into doubt. You got to keep he- hearing that he's a healer. You got to keep hearing, whether you need healing right now or not, maybe you're young and, 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 and fit and firm. There might be a day you need a, need a little bit of something. Someone say amen, right? So, so, so you, you got to keep hearing about he- Can't figure it out when you get sick. Can't figure it out when you get an injury. You, you got to know before. But she heard this other report along with the doctor's report. See, faith comes by what? And I want, you to, I want you to be all right with something. Um, faith and doubt work at the same time. You can have faith and doubt working in you at the same time. It can happen. You can try to be in faith and have something that scares you a little bit. You can try to be in faith and look at a little challenging report. That's why you got to keep hearing the other report. You can keep feeding the faith, keep hearing about faith. You, you got to keep hearing that. Amen. So just because you got a little doubt working, don't get discouraged. That's just natural stuff. But you're doing everything natural. You're doing everything spiritual. Are you with me? Are you getting stirred? Okay. Okay. Thank both of you. I said, are you getting stirred? So you got to keep hearing about healing. Elbow somebody say, he's talking to you. Faith comes by what? Do you know whatever you keep hearing, you're going to have faith in? If you keep hearing how bad things are, that's where your faith is. If you keep hearing how sick you are, that's where your faith is. If you keep hearing about how, how broke you are, that's where your faith is. You, you will have faith in whatever you keep hearing. That's why I said you got to watch how much news you listen to, right? Are y'all with me? Yeah, you got to keep hearing. Got to keep hearing. I'm telling you, this is how healing works, okay? Then, then not only did she keep hearing, then she did something else. She started talking. She started talking. She started talking. And she said, okay, I heard he's here. He's the healer. I've been to the doctors. I've done what they told me. I've done this. I've done that. I, I, I got me a different report I'm healing. And now she said, if I touch him, if I touch him, I know. So it's one thing to hear. Now you got to say something. You got to say what the word says. Even if you're not sure about it yet, you just say, he's a healer. I agree. He, 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 when I touch him, when I keep him, I, you got to say the right thing. You got to say what he says. I'm healed. When were you healed? At the cross. You, you got to keep, you got to keep talking. Amen. What you're saying is essential. 
What you're saying is essential. What you're saying is, yeah, but I feel that. Don't, don't get into the yeah, but. You've got to keep saying what Jesus said. Even if you don't feel like it, you've got to keep saying, I'm the healed of the Lord. I'm his child. I don't have to beg for healing. It's one of my promises. You've got to keep saying. So you've got to keep hearing, but you can't keep saying if you don't keep hearing. So you've got to keep hearing, and she started putting her, her faith out there. Matter of fact, I, I think I've said this before. You know how you shut up the devil? You open your mouth. That's how you shut up the devil. Because your thoughts, your feelings, your words will run away from you. That's how you shut up the devil. I am free. I am delivered. I am healed. Amen. And, and then when, when she touched him, the Bible says, Jesus was like, hey, there's healing power surging around me. It's always surging around him. But it just went out. And it just connected with someone's faith. Now, I'm sure in that crowd, I'm sure in that crowd, she was not the only one with sickness, but that's the only one we hear about. So there probably were some more, but there might have been some who were in the same crowd hearing about the same healing, and they, they just didn't, their faith didn't connect with that. So when I said tonight, are you willing to receive healing? Your part is to be a good receiver. Your part is to be a good what? A, a good good person full of faith. That's that's what your job is. He's the healer, you're the receiver. You, you just have to run the right route. You just have to say the right words. You just have to hear the right stuff, amen? So do it all in a spirit of faith. What's a spirit of faith? I hear and I agree. I agree and I decree. I decree and I do. If it's a physical limitation and you're struggling to walk, you, 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 you gotta take a step. You don't have to run yet, but you gotta take some steps in faith, in faith. Amen. 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 Isn't God good? Isn't God good? Can we worship Him for a moment? Thank you, Father. We praise you. Worship Him as a healer tonight. Father, we worship you as not just the healer, our healer. I worship you as my healer. Father, I thank you that your presence and your anointing is in this room. And God, there's an anointing in this room right here tonight at this moment in time, God, to cancel, cancel addiction, God, to cancel depression, God, to cancel those suicide thoughts. God, there's an anointing in this room right now, God, to, 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 to delete diabetes. And God, there is an anointing in this room right now to heal nerve damage. And God, there's an anointing in this room right here, right now to cure heart disease. And God, there is, a, there is a, an anointing in this room to cancel cancer tonight. And there's an anointing in this room, God, tonight to set those who've been captive and held back with disease and sickness, God, that they would be liberated. God, your word said you were anointed to do that. Your anointing is resting in this room tonight. God, we just, we just read about you bore this sickness. God, you don't want us to bear it because you bore it. God, we're to receive healing. And God, I pray all across this room, right here, right now, you begin to move across this room. Every aisle, every seat, every person. God, I pray that, you, God, that, that their faith begins to connect with your will. God, we worship you as the healer tonight. We worship you as a healer tonight. Can we worship him as a healer tonight? Father, we worship you, we praise you. God, we honor you, we exalt you. Come on, let's stand to our feet. Father, we praise you. Father, we magnify you, we honor you. God, you are a, you are a good...